as women, we often view our Heavenly Father through the lens of our own Father. If our Father was unkind, or if He didn't provide for us, if He didn't love us unconditionally or keep His promises to us, then we tend to view God in the same way. This causes us to have doubts and fear about if God is really going to be there for us when we need him. Does he really keep his promises? If our own father didn't, and that's not what we're used to, then we tend to think that God's not going to keep his promises either. And this hinders our relationship with the Lord. So today, we're going to take a look at our Abba Father and what his love for you really looks like. Let's get started. Welcome to a Titus 2 moment of the Faith Lived Out podcast. Do you need a little encouragement to get you through your day? Or are you wanting to change your focus away from your circumstances and bring your heart and mind back on the Lord, on His faithfulness and the promises of His Word? Hey girl, I'm Nancy Adamson, wife, mom, and Grammy to seven sweet babies, Bible study teacher, speaker, and women's ministry leader. Titus chapter 2 tells us that the older women likewise are to be teachers of good things, encouraging the younger women. In these Titus 2 moments, you will be encouraged by tidbits of truth and wisdom from God's Word to help you stand strong as you live out your faith every day. There will be reminders of His promises and His provision for you, that your Heavenly Father loves you and He is working in your life Even when you can't see Him or feel Him, He is there. So if you're ready to be encouraged and inspired by the power of the mighty God we serve, grab your coffee, pull up a chair next to mine, and let's get started. Even the best of fathers still can't quite compare to the perfect love and care of our Heavenly Father. I mean, how could they? They're human and they have imperfections and they sin. For some of you, your Father is a believer and so He has loved you and raised you and done His best to be the godly Father that God has called Him to be. But for others, the picture of your childhood is far different from that. Your father may have abandoned you or physically or emotionally hurt you. There are fathers who are not good providers that do not know how to give unconditional love. Maybe your father was not faithful to keep his word. He would say one thing and then do something else or even flat out lie to you. When we grow up with a father who has one of these attributes or more than one of these, We tend to view God in the same way. We fear that He will not be faithful to us, that He will not provide for us when we need Him to, and that if we do something wrong, if we mess up, that we will lose His love and that He won't care for us. Because this is what we have seen, this is what we have grown up with our whole lives, this is what our image of a father is, and so that makes it difficult to Imagine God being different than the father that we know, the one that we have seen every day and that we have grown up with. But he is, he is very different. 
Your heavenly father loves you with the most perfect love that you could ever imagine. This is definitely something that I have struggled with over the years and still do at times. My father did always provide for us. He taught us good moral values, right from wrong, how to work hard and to be trustworthy. But my father is not a believer. He doesn't know Christ's love. So his love was very conditional. It was only if we were in his good graces. It was only if we did things on his terms and he showed love on his terms. And you always felt like you had to earn it. So when I started to walk with the Lord, I viewed God in the same way, that his love was conditional and that I had to earn it or I had to keep doing the right things in order to be able to stay within his good graces so that he would bless me or that he would guide me and that he would work in my life. But thankfully, I have learned that my heavenly father's love is very different than the love that I know from my own father. And I have begun to trust in that love. His love is unconditional and that he does forgive me when I mess up and I don't have to be perfect to receive his love and his blessings. I don't have to do all the right things. He freely gives his blessings to me because he loves me with that perfect love. So then what does God's word say about the father's love for us? Well, in Romans 8, 14 through 15, it says this, for as many are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of slavery again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. See, we have been adopted, meaning that we have been chosen by God to be a part of his family. I mean, stop and think about that for a minute, that God chose you to be a part of his family and he loves you and wants you to be with him. And then Abba. Abba means daddy. It's that word that an infant would say to express their dad. And just it's just such an awesome thing that we can go to God as our daddy. And we need to do that in a reverent way because he is a mighty God. But we also can have that close personal relationship with him the same way that we would with an earthly father, we can have that same kind of relationship with him, that kind of perfect earthly father that you see on TV sometimes, that kind of a father. Because I know if you're thinking about your own father, you may not quite feel that way. But in Ephesians 3, 17 through 19 says this, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Can you imagine that for a minute? A love that you can't even know the boundaries of because there are no boundaries to God's love for you. It surpasses your knowledge. He loves you that much that we truly can't even comprehend it. It says in his word that he loves us unconditionally, even when we mess up, even when we disappoint him. And we all do at times. 
but he still loves us, even in the same way that our children may disappoint us. They may mess up and we may be upset with them. It doesn't mean that we don't love them. And God is the same way with us, that when we mess up, he still loves us, but he just wants us to come to him and confess our sins and ask for forgiveness. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's all that it is that God wants us to do, is when we mess up, it's just come to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry, help me to do it better next time. Teach me your word. Give me the strength and the perseverance I need to be able to follow it. And then his love is free to us. He freely gives it to us. We do not need to earn his love. We don't need to keep earning his love as we are believers and are his children. In 1 John four nineteen, it says, we love him because he first loved us. We couldn't have earned his love. If he loved us before we even loved him, then we didn't earn it to begin with. And we don't need to try to continue earning it through our relationship with him. And then he is also faithful and will not abandon you. And I know that there are fathers out there that have done this, and I'm sorry that they have. But know that your heavenly father never leaves you, never forsakes you. He's always with you, no matter what you're going through, in the deepest, darkest pit of your life. God is there. In Deuteronomy 7, 8 through 9, it says this, But it is because the Lord loved you and because he kept the oath which he swore to your fathers. The Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of slavery from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy with them who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Think about all the things that God did for the Israelites, that mighty hand that he had to lead them and to guide them and to have those miracles happen in front of Pharaoh. That's the God that loves you. That's the God who is faithful to you and always with you in the same way that he was faithful and always with the Israelites. And it says to a thousand generations, And that's us. He's going to be with us and with his believers forever. And then he's a giving God, a giving father to us. He gives us freely all things. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? God sent his son to die on the cross for you. That was a huge gift, a painful gift for him to give, a painful thing for Jesus to go through. And yet he did it because he loves you so much. So how much more will he freely give you all the other things that you need in your life? And the blessings, you know, God tells us that he gives us freely all things to enjoy Because he wants us to be joyful. He wants us to have blessings in this life. And he gives them to us freely. We do not have to earn them. And then he is our provider. 
He is faithful to always provide our needs. In Philippians 4.19, it says, But my God shall supply your every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And think about it too, in, um, in Matthew, in the Sermon on the Mount, when it talks about the birds, and it says that they don't sow and they don't reap, but they are fed every day. God takes care of them. And we are more important to God than the birds. And so he is our provider. He does take care of us. And he does supply our every need according to his riches. And his riches is something else that we could never comprehend what they are. And we cannot be separated from God. We can't, you know, we can walk away, but God is still there. And we can always walk back to him. It's never that God has walked away from us. But if we find ourselves feeling alone and away from God, it's because we have walked away from him. But nothing can truly separate us from him and sever that relationship that we have with him. In Romans 8, 38 through 39, it says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, neither height nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. There is nothing, there is nothing that you can think of that you can do that's going to separate you from Christ's love as a believer. Like I said, we can walk away from him, but he is not going to walk away from us. And when we come back to him, he's joyous. Think about the prodigal son. And when the son comes home, the dad is joyous and he gets the fattened calf and they make a big meal. And it's because he's so happy that his son is back home again. And the Lord feels the same way. When we walk away, he's wanting us to come back home. And I know for myself, I have felt the draw of the Lord for me to come back to him when I have wandered. And he keeps his word. I love this verse in 1 Kings eight fifty six. It says this, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he promised. Not one word of his promises, which he gave by the hand of Moses, his servant, has failed. Not one word has failed. And if you think about that, Moses was in the desert for 40 years with the Israelites. He was working with God even before then and going to Pharaoh and all of the things and all of the promises that God made. And then even after Moses, Joshua took over and brought them into the promised land and all the promises that God made to them. And he kept every single one of them. Every promise that is in the word of God, and there's estimated to be over 7,000 of them, we can count on because our heavenly father loves us and he keeps his word. Our own fathers may have failed. They may have been lacking in some of these areas, but our God, he has this perfect love for us. And we need to learn to differentiate the two. We need to learn to be able to separate them and to see God for who he really is and the perfect love that he has for us, to trust in that love 
and to not look at them through the lens of our own fathers. Now, as a side note, we can also do this with our husbands. We can look at them through the love that our father showed us as a man. And then we can also do it as the love that our father showed our moms. And we can kind of view our husbands in the same way and kind of put them in the same category, even though they're different. So we need to be careful with that as well and be looking at our husbands for the love that they show us. I know my husband and the love that he shows me is night and day to what my father had done. And it's a blessing. And I have to remind myself all the time that he is not the same person. He is a completely different man and he loves me in a completely different way. In closing, I want to read this one verse to you again. The one from Ephesians 3. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That is my prayer for you today, that Christ would dwell in your heart, that you would be grounded in his love, and that you would begin to comprehend the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of his love for you, and that it does surpass knowledge, and that you would be filled with the fullness of God. Thank you for listening today, ladies, and I praise this blessed you. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray that God has used this episode to bless and inspire you to live out your faith in Him. If it has, please do me a huge favor by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know if you like the show and you will be helping others to find this podcast and be lifted up by the Word of God. Is there someone who came to mind while you were listening today and you said, Ooh, she needs to hear this? Well, then send her the link so she can be encouraged too. Are you in the Dallas area and looking for a fresh new speaker to add excitement to your next luncheon, women's retreat, or other women's event? Then drop me a note at nancy at faithlivedout.com and let's chat about it. That's nancy, N-A-N-C-I, at faithlivedout.com. I would love to come and meet with you and the ladies in your group. You're also welcome to visit the website at faithlivedout.com for more information, blog posts, journaling ideas, and free printables. Or become a part of our little community of believers by joining the Faith Lived Out community group on Facebook, where you can join together with other faith-led wives and moms just like you. Links to these areas and the scripture references used in today's episode are in the show notes. Ladies, thank you again for listening today, and know that I am praying for God to be with you as you learn to trust in Him more and to live out your faith every day. God bless you and see you on the next episode.